I've been the difficult person and I've had difficult people in my life. And some of the things that I've learned that helped me with someone who isn't behaving the way I think they should behave or isn't giving me the respect, I have to remember that it's not all about me. The world doesn't revolve around me. And if I can get in the standpoint where I, I'm trying to think what might be going on in that person's world, you know, I can look at them with a little more patience and tolerance. Do you have a difficult person in your life? <laughs> Maybe it's you. I don't know. Uh, one thing I've learned is that uh, difficult people often don't see themselves as a difficult person. <laughs> Uh, but maybe it looks like that sometimes for people saying, you're just difficult. Because people don't come along and say, you're a pain in the neck. Now your spouse might, I don't know. But uh, we chuckle at this. But we all have people in our lives. God love them, because he does. And we need to love them too, but they can be difficult. Sometimes it's people that uh, maybe you live with, or someone in your family, neighbor. Uh, or maybe it's just someone you encounter in passing uh, in your journey of life. Uh, so I'll tell you what we want to do here today in Intentional Living is to think about how we can be intentional with difficult people, people who are difficult for many different reasons. Um, and one thing you're doing when you encounter difficult people, what helps you when you have a difficult person in your life? Or if you're, you are a difficult person, you know it and you've worked on it. You have one thing you're willing to confess and share to say, this is one thing I'm doing uh, to be a little better and less difficult. Let's go. The phone line's open. By the way, I'm Dr. Randy. Phone line's open, 888-888-1717. We're live in studio, 888-888-1717, along with Jennifer and Stephen and Andrew and Derek here also on uh, making sure Facebook, we're up and live on Facebook. Uh, welcome you as well. If you want to post something there, tell us um, who's difficult in your life and one, one thing you've learned about difficult people. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. And you're not you're not alone, by the way, because uh, God had a lot of difficult people. Uh, me, you, and certainly the children of Israel. Right? They they were. Come on now, they had to be a pain in the neck. Uh, difficult indeed. His the chosen people, up one day, down the next, and we see the accounts of that throughout the the Old Testament. Um, and it's a reality. And one of the things I'll give you, I'll give you my best tip right out of the chute here on difficult people. Keep your expectations in check because expectations minus reality will always equal disappointment. And then a little later in the show, I'm going to give you two or three things specifically you can do uh, with difficult people in your life to honor God at the same time, not be a doormat, not get run over, uh, but at the same time, really be intentional in that relationship. So come on in, join us. How do you deal with difficult people in the workplace, in your family, in your neighborhood? One thing you've learned that helps you, 888-888-1717 is the number. And by the way, when you call, you'll get some instructions on how you can get a free uh, 30-day study devotional from Intentional Living on the power of one thing. And uh, it's our gift to those of you who call to be on the air today. Uh, just call 888-888-1717. Let's hear the rest of that call that started the show today from uh, Paula in Kansas. Go right ahead. Um, I've been the difficult person, and I've had difficult people in my life. And I've been in recovery for 26 years. And some of the things that I've learned that helped me with someone who isn't behaving the way I think they should behave or isn't giving me the respect or whatever I think I deserve or I want or I need. Um, I have to, 
look at it from the standpoint of what other people say or do and how, how they behave in the world tells me everything about them and nothing about me. I have to remember that it's not all about me. The world doesn't revolve around me. <laughs> and if I can get in the standpoint where I, I'm trying to think what might be going on in that person's world, are they treating me this way out of a, a position of fear or anxiety? You know, I can look at them with a little more patience and tolerance. And the other thing that has helped me is anything that I allow to take up headspace between my ears that I obsess over, I worry over, I stew over, I have essentially taken God off of the throne of my mind and put that person, place, or situation in, up on the throne That's instead right. of God. And when I do that, I don't allow those people that I have put on the throne that obsess my thoughts to be human. And so I expect them to be superhuman or to behave in a certain way rather than accepting that they are human and flawed and fallible just mm-hmm. like I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Um, and listen, I've experienced that. that that's a great reminder because uh, I've experienced that with people and counseling with people and talking to people and helping people that we, we have expectations in our relationship. And one of the, one of the powerful principles that intentional living rests on is this, that we will always judge ourselves by our intention. And, and, if, and generally, we think our intentions are good. We can be critical, and we think that that's a good intention. Um, we can um, be argumentative, and we think, well, we have a reason to be that way. It's a good thing. But remember this. While we judge ourselves by our intentions, thinking they're good, and maybe they are, other people don't give a rip about our intentions. What they judge us by is their expectations. And so when we get lost in our good intentions and in communicating with people um, or they toward us, they think that they're doing well. That's why many times difficult people don't see themselves being difficult. They just want to have clarification. They just want to argue. They just want to make sure that they're right. They wouldn't say it that way. But the fact is they think their intentions are good, but your expectation is different. That's why when we talk about adjusting expectation, understand that some people, no matter what you say or do, uh, they're going to believe their intentions are good, and yet they're difficult. And I, I'll say this. Uh, if you find yourself being excluded from people, people kind of ignoring you, staying away from you, uh, maybe maybe you're more difficult than you would like to admit to. 888 is my number. Love to have you join in. 888 Let me go. Let me see. Let's go to Lori. In uh, Michigan. Hi, Lori. How you doing? Good, thank you. Appreciate your call. Uh, difficult person in your life, Lori? My sister. <laughs> um, I had, uh, there was five of us, and 26 years ago, my two brothers and my sister all passed away within eight months of each other. Mm. So I have one sister left, and she really, I live in Michigan. She lives in New York with my parents near them. And so she never has anything to do with us until we go to visit. Our vacation is once a year to my parents, and she's there the entire time orchestrating everything. Hmm. So this last time, um, I asked that we have dinner with my parents alone without her. And now she says I'm dead to her because (laughs) I excluded her. And my dad had ended up in the hospital a couple of weeks ago with pneumonia. 
and she deleted me off of any phone calls or communication. So I had to have her husband tell her to please tell me what's going on. It's not fair to not tell me. And now my mother's tongue cancer came back again. Mm. And so my mother's having surgery today. And so this morning she sent a nice picture of my parents in the hospital and stuff to my daughter to, you know, show me that. And I said, you know, this is just crazy. I I don't understand it. (laughs) Yeah, you don't. And my guess is this goes back many years, probably even as kids. There's been probably tension and, and, and lack of communication. Uh, l- let me let me give you a hard assignment, Lori. Uh, your parents are mm-hmm. not well. No. Your dad, you said, is is ill, and your mom has cancer. Um, yep. My guess is they're, they're hurt- in their 80s. They're hurting because you guys aren't are not connected. This hurts their heart. I know. I if I were you, I would do as the Bible says. To the extent that it's possible that lies within you, I'd do everything I possibly could to try to reconnect with that sister. Uh, if I you have, have to bend over backward, if you have to say, you know, honey, I'm sorry, um, I did meant, meant no offense. Um, for the sake of mom and dad, I'd like to really connect and, and have a. And if she refuses it and rejects you, uh, you can't be responsible for that. But to the extent that it's possible on your part. I would bend over backward, do everything I possibly could for the sake of my parents. I have. I was dead to her two years ago, and I revived, I guess, when we went to visit the last time. So I have, and I I just can't get through to her that that's not the way to go, is to just say I'm dead to her whenever her feelings get hurt, you know? And yeah, but, but I, what I'm it. suggesting, though, Lori, is not, not try to teach her or, or, you know, share with her, this isn't the, you know, I wouldn't give her any instructions. I would just simply humbly before God and before your sister apologize. Yeah. And I did apologize and it didn't get anywhere. Unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, you know, the hurt and your, your mom and dad are difficult. I mean, they're hurting. It's difficult for them to experience this. And, and, Listen, when the Bible, the Bible is so, I don't know, such a powerful reminder. The, the scripture is just so powerful because it gives us not only eternity, a view of eternity, but a perspective on today. And that verse that I just referenced where it says to the extent that it's possible within us, that lies within us, to live at peace with everyone. Um, I, I, I take the approach that to the extent that it is possible. Sometimes we need to apologize, bend over backward. Yeah, I'm going to have boundaries in place. We're never maybe going to be best friends. But I'll tell you what, you guys are having a sibling moment, Lori, right now with, with your parents' illness. And uh, I hear you. I mean, there's been a pattern and, and walls go up and tension gets built. Uh, but to the extent that you possibly can, it sounds like you're doing that, and that's good. To the extent that you possibly can, I would continue to keep that door open uh, in that relationship with your with your sister and of course maintain that great relationship with your mom um try not to take an offense i know it's hard i really do i understand it's really hard uh because the closer the relationships are you know the inner circle of the nuclear family uh the hurts bigger everything gets it's a bigger thing you know if someone runs you off the road on the highway you kind of get frustrated and go on but when someone runs you off the road in your family that really stings. 
and I, and I get it. How do you handle difficult people? What would you do? Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information there, and I I hope you you got it. Uh, First of all, I want to say a huge thanks to those of you over the last week um, who just got involved to help us with Intentional Living uh, we're, we're passionate about this and we're seeing people come to Christ and marriage is saved and family saved and in such a powerful communication way. And it's frankly because of your ongoing financial support, we can do it. And as we're wrapping up this calendar year, uh, we have a calendar for you, a brand new, beautiful, you just heard reference to it from Kurt talking about uh, a calendar with the names of God every month. Uh, we're going to use it in our home, teaching our grandkids about the names of God and what they mean and, the significance of the names of God uh, in 2023. Getting that out to all of you who are sharing with uh, support and monthly support. And as you join monthly, you'll start receiving my teaching, my lessons every month from Intentional Living. And this month is really a unique one. It, it really has, it's a focus on the story of Jesus with his earthly siblings. Uh, did you know that Jesus had siblings? Yeah. How many? The Bible gives us a glimpse of how many. I'll tell you in the lesson. Uh, but did you know that at least from what we can tell, many, if not most, rejected him as far as his, talk about difficult people, uh, rejected him as far as his, what he was sharing, why he was here, his purpose. You can imagine. How would you like to have your older brother be referred to as God? He was God. And mom and dad are saying he's here with a special assignment from God. I mean, that would have been a little difficult. Some of you had uh, adult siblings who acted like they were God, but I'm talking about growing up in the, the home of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Real life now. What was that like? And the Bible gives us some beautiful glimpses of Jesus' attitude toward his siblings and their attitude toward him. And talking about difficult people in this lesson this month, going to give you insight on how to deal with the people you love the most who can be difficult in your life from the lessons we, t- we learn from Christ himself. So watch for that lesson. It'll be coming out. Those of you joining us, Uh, Today, we'll make sure we'll get that to you, your monthly support. Please come and join us. It's being matched dollar for dollar. Some friends of the ministry are saying, let's finish strong. Everything for intentional living being matched up to uh, the remaining balance. As of yesterday, it was about 15 or 16,000 left. And you can join us 
uh, today by going to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Or if you want to talk to one of our staff during the day, they should be taking your calls upstairs, 888-888-1717. And I think you press number two, number two, and it'll take you to our to our uh, staff upstairs can talk to you. All right. Talking about difficult people today. Um, looks like I can get to the calls here. Let me go to uh, line three. I'm going to go to Deborah. Deborah, I'm sorry, Deborah in Arizona. How are you? I'm great. Uh, you sound awesome, too. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. Doing well. Tell me about Good. difficult people. Well, I would say that I was definitely difficult when I was a teenager um, and put my mother through a lot of changes, but God has gotten a hold of me and has, I'm not who I was. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Well, why um, do you think you were difficult? What, what made you a difficult person? Um, I think it had a lot to do with the grief of my dad dying back in the day and nobody talked about it. So mm. I just acted out and um, the acting out caused me a lot of harm, caused her harm, caused my brother harm, but I've sought all their forgiveness and my mom now has gone to sleep, but my brothers, you know, they have forgiven me and I don't behave like that anymore. How old were you Thank at you. the time? What, what age period? Uh, 15 to 16. So these really critical high school years, dad dies, you're feeling angry and not knowing how to process it. Nobody's talking about it. Kind of going silent in the family. Right. Very much so. Very much so. Oh, that's good. So, so what have you learned? What has God taught you? um, God has taught me to pray a lot, read scripture a lot, surrender, not ask for patience (laughs) Mm -hmm. and to have godly people in my life that can teach me and uphold me accountable you know and the more i learn oh it's been it's been awesome it truly has Mm. been well i think you're a reminder deborah that we can change we don't have to stay stuck but having the awareness of hey i'm a difficult person and trying to understand the source of that getting to the handle on the source can help us have some healing and then new direction and certainly losing you know, your dad's death when you're a teenager is a, you know, one of those pivotal moments in time for sure. Yeah, it is. All right, but Deborah. You know, it's no, 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 go ahead. Uh, it's sin. You know, I mean, I just sinned all over the place and <laughs> realized that it's, you know, people want to always call it behaviors, but it's sinful choices. Yeah, and right now, because of I've lost a son and a daughter and I have three siblings, children that they're all quite difficult. One's finally gotten on track back with her faith and realizing that she's made sinful choices versus dealing with the death of their siblings. The other two, I just keep praying. And I have actually the whole country praying of believers to help these two children. And I have sought their forgiveness and um, for any failings I might have had as a parent. But uh, prayer, it's prayer, Randy. I mean, I was praying for these kids even when... I didn't know what the issues were. And all I know is that the prayer has, will keep working through because mm-hmm. I have to surrender, get out of the way, shut my mouth up uh, and pray and, and do it on my knees. And that's not always easy to do, Deborah, as you know. All right. Thank you. Great story of what God's doing. You're on the journey being intentional. Intentional is a daily decision. Intentional living's daily, daily. That's why we talk about the power of one thing today. Uh, coming up in 2023, I'm really pumped about some of the things we're going to start focusing on. Uh, we're going to really camp around this idea of the power of one thing and putting a 30-day challenge out for each of us to think about what one thing could we do for the next 30 days. 
in our lives. Whatever the topic might be, you know what it is, that felt need that you want to honor God more greatly in your life and frankly be a benefit to yourself and your family. What one thing is it? And uh, we're going to join you in prayer and encouragement all along through the process. We'll talk more about that in the days and weeks ahead. So we're with you. It's a daily process. Let's take a break, uh, uh, Jennifer, and we'll be right back. Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support Intentional Living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of Intentional Living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at The Intentional Life com or call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. One of the things we see in the book of First Corinthians fifteen is how Jesus had an encounter with his half brother James after his resurrection. It must have been a powerful moment as Jesus exposed his hands and showed him the nail prints and shared with him again why he was here and what his purpose was as God in man form. And it obviously made a difference in James' life because he became a mover and shaker in that first century church. That encounter between those siblings here on earth must have been a powerful moment. Wouldn't it have been beautiful to just see what happened at that moment between Jesus and James as uh, James had a revelation and all of a sudden insight of who his brother really was. That's a clip from the teaching this month on how Jesus dealt with the difficulties in his family relationships um, you're going to find out how. We're going to give you some insight on three, I call them three snapshots from Scripture of he with his siblings and how he responded um, and how they responded, giving us some hope, some hope. All right. Uh, today we're talking about difficult people. Love to have you join in. We're going to stay in the studio afterward here. We're live for a few more minutes and then we'll record for tomorrow. Uh, so you're welcome to keep calling, get you on the line. We'll get to you all uh, and share with us one thing you've learned, one thing you're doing uh, with difficult people in your life, triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Let me go to Eileen. Eileen, are you there in Michigan? Uh, Hello. All right. I guess she's not. Let me go to Kathy uh, in New Mexico. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to Intentional Living. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, appreciate your call. Talk to me. What's your comment about difficult people? So I felt compelled to pull over (laughs) only because I wanted to respond with your conversation with Lori regarding her sister. Mm. Um, I, too, have a strained relationship with my sister, although what I've learned is, like you said, keep the doors of communication open. And I did talk with her on the phone on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I don't talk with her very often. But um, I just wanted to speak to the situation with Lori because I, too, took care of my mom. I'm the sister that was close in proximity mm-hmm. to my, my failing mother. 
And I really did feel a lot of resentment toward my sister who would not come. And I heard Lori say they come once a year. And I understand sometimes there are difficulties, whether it's financial or the job or whatever. But once a year is not enough. When the other sister is doing all the work and taking care of the failing parents, that causes resentment. I yes. just want to say once a year is not enough. <laughs> no, that, that's really that's really good, um, uh, Kathy, because I hope Lori's still listening, because the message would be may, maybe your sister has that resentment because she's carrying the load, but she doesn't know how to yes, say it. or. Absolutely. Or thinking you should know it and so on. Uh, so as right. I suggested to you, Lori, I mean, if Lori's listening, you know, to humbly go back to your sister, maybe begin with that. Say, hey, you know, honey, I know you're carrying the load. You're carrying the load. Tell me what right. that's like. How's that feel? Right. Um, it, it hurts. It hurts. And what I found is even um, siblings who are far away can help. They can help with phone calls. They can mm-hmm. FaceTime, they can send money, they can make the arrangements, make the reservations, make the doctor's appointments. There's so much that a long-distance relative can help out with. But the resentment builds when this other sibling is not helping, and even the excuses like, well, I can't, you know, come visit, I found out they're traveling the country, and yet they couldn't come to visit mom. How are you guys relating now? How do you relate now? So I don't talk with her very much. It's still hurtful. Mm -hmm. But so my mom has passed. Yeah. Um, My mom passed over a year ago. And, you know, the whole grieving process, that's another subject. But we can talk. Um, We can talk. It's just that I have learned to listen, and I care for her. I love her. She is my sister. So I will listen, but she just talks continually. And on Thanksgiving Day, I had to say, I'm sorry, but I have to hang up now. I almost hung up on her. I was trying not to be rude. (laughs) She she just talks and talks, and I think she's kind of selfish. I mean, I probably am too, but... I think she was just thinking of herself, and she wasn't thinking of her mom or her sisters. Well, you, you uh, bring a really important perspective on this, Kathy, that with aging parents, it's, it's very likely in the mobilized society in which we live today that you have one sibling or maybe two out of a family that's sort of taking all the responsibility. And I would say to those of us who maybe have been distant and you haven't been as involved for any number of reasons, to take that into consideration, and Kathy gives us some a, a good reminder of that intimacy in that family relationship. All right, I tell you what, we're wrapping up. Uh, the theme's taking me off the air here in about 60 seconds, uh, but we're going to reopen the phone line for you right now. We're going to continue this discussion over the next 30 minutes. We're going to be recording the, everything we talk about, and we're going to be sharing it tomorrow on our program. That's how it works. So the phone line's open to you at 888 1717. Love your comments after the show as well. But right now, come and join us at 888-888-1717. Thanks to our Facebook friends for joining us. Uh, I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer, Derek, Andrew, and Stephen behind the, the glass there, making sure everything's working. Thank you for being a part of Intentional Living. And for our members, 
thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support because we wouldn't be here without it. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow with more on difficult people from Intentional Living.